You're listening to Mixing Mindsets. I'm Andrew Blank. And I'm Eric Navrosky, and we hope you find some value out of these conversations about lifestyle, music, and more. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mixing Mindsets. Today, we have Dan Gray. Dan, we're going to talk about humility, but first, let's uh, introduce you. Yeah. Tell, tell us about yourself, Dan, yeah. so for, any, for those that don't know you. Yeah, so I'm uh, 32 years old. I'm an associate pastor. Um, I'm a operations supervisor uh, at a uh, linen company. Ooh. So that's the boring part of my life. <laughs> um, and uh, I've got a wife, two kids. Uh, they're wild. They're uh, two and three years old. And um, yeah, I just have lived a pretty wild life of different experiences. And uh, right it's kind of led me to where I am today. Yes. And, and yeah, we know so- Dan. I mean, at least I know Dan through music. I don't know. Oh boy, do I know Dan? <laughs> Dan was my camp counselor. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh yeah, Dan and I go so far back. Oh wow! And I um, took him to his first metal show ever as well. Yep. 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 Well, to the point. I, to the point where one of the bands was like. I want to see a wall of death. And I was like, Dan, what is that? And he's like, you should come over here. <laughs> Time to go, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just blew my mind. I'm yeah. glad I know this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, there was a camp, there is a camp called Camp Orchard Hill around uh, around here. And uh, Dan was like the youngest counselor and I was like the oldest camper. Okay. So our age gap wasn't that mm. much. Right. But uh, it was, I, I don't even know. How many times were you my count? My counselor. I think it was like almost all through high school. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, so it was like, like four years time. almost yeah, or something. So like, yeah. yeah, and every right like people called me Mini Dan Gray for a while mm-hmm. because <laughs> I dyed my hair the same as him. What what color? It was black and red. Yeah, I love that. I did the whole like emo scene thing. Yeah, yep, with the red stripe. Red stripe. <laughs> yep. So oh, I yeah. did that, and then I went to camp, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Mini Dan Gray." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we go so, 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 so far back. Um, I mean, what was I like? Probably 14. 14, yeah. Somewhere around there. 14. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning a lot right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And we played in... We played in bands together. together. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's... It goes back... It's a deep relationship. It goes back super far. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think we played in bands when I was 18. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I think we just played like two shows like eight, together. Yeah, 18 One or 19. We, we opened for uh, Miss May. What was the name of the band? From, From Deliverance. Deliverance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deliverance. Yeah. All right, all right. And then that two shows and the band died. Yes. Yeah, that disbanded it was Eric's quickly. fault, actually. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> was it my fault? I don't know. I don't no, think, I don't think so. it was my fault. Think, no. You think like it might have been. I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly, it could have been. I wouldn't like 18-year-old me, so I would imagine other people didn't like 18-year-old Anyone really me. looks back and likes their 18-year-old self. <laughs> you think it's, you're cool back then, but yeah, yeah, then, then you look like, at the photos oh, no. and you're like, You're oh, like, oh, what, what have I done? <laughs> but anyways, yeah. so that kind of sort of segues us a little nicely into humility. It does. Um, because you guys, I, you can shares. admit the fact that you weren't maybe the best person. And that, yeah, that was certainly me. And I try to stay... I try to stay with that mindset throughout life as hard as that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to take pride in things that you do and you want to, you want to look at the things you do and say, Hey, look, I'm, I like this. I'm proud of this, but how do you find the balance of, of doing that to a healthy amount mm-hmm. and then not being arrogant and prideful and staying humble yeah, and whatnot. And, you know, and to me, it, it always comes back to, I I just try to think of like, like Jesus is looking down at me right now and being like, "Hey, hey, hey, knock hey. it off, <laughs> cut it out." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know, when you look at you look at the the basically the tenets of the Bible, you 
I try to follow that and that tries to keep me as humble as possible. Now, mm-hmm. certainly I don't follow that as well as I probably should because mm-hmm. that's humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I try, you know, it, as, as cheesy as that, what would Jesus do thing yeah. is, it's so corny, but it's, it's kind of the, it's kind of the thing it's, that, it's that holds good, you down a, good a little philosophy, bit. philosophy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's some words to live by. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. And I think that like, cause obviously being in ministry, mm-hmm. I've been, in and out of so many different ministries. Like I've done skate park ministry, traveling to different countries, speaking, you know, right. I've had so many, and then being in a metal band and doing all those things where I'm actually speaking about God from stage. Mm-hmm. So like, I've had so many varieties of experiences. So like, I know that I have friends that are not Christians and may not believe the same thing I do, but also still strive to, you know, be better, be better themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's why it's like, you know, you see all these YouTubers and uh, authors that are like these health self-help books. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, the people make fun of it, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of people who want to see a better version and of it's themselves. philosophical core. Like yeah. they all are there for the same reasons. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's why I try to tell people like, yeah, obviously like my compass and like why I do what I do is based off of a relationship I have with Jesus as, mm-hmm. you know, a pastor and as a Christian, mm-hmm. but for like, even for people who may not, you know, believe that, like you have to take an honest look and look deeper oh, yeah. and not think of like, how is this going to affect me now? But like, how yeah. is this going to affect other people around me? How is this going to affect um, my life five to 10 years from now? Like all these different things. Right. And then taking an honest look yeah. and being able to like be humble enough to say like, okay, am, am I doing the right thing? You know, mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with people who aren't just yes men or lazy people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. You got to have a good community. I heard something somewhere at one point about how like, it's like the person who's able to look at themselves the deepest ends up getting like the most like rational results out of life. Mm. Cause you're just able to, you're able to ex- experience life outside of your own point of view. Mm-hmm. And from this objective point of view where like the, you're just making the right decisions based on not yourself, but on the, the correct philosophies of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that yeah. in high school pretty good because yeah. I was always super prideful to be like, oh, well, I follow this and you don't follow this and I'm basically better than you because I do this. And it's it's a horrible, a horrible mindset to be in. Um, but, you know, one day you, I'm talking to people that I trust and people who are smarter than me and they're like, they're like, why are you, what, you're going up to this person. You're like, you're not following, you know, what the Bible teaches. And then that person doesn't even believe anyways. So what do they care? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I have to take a step back and be more humble with it and be like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm the jerk, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause yeah. I'm constantly trying to be like, look how good I am. Why are you doing this? And then, uh, you know, it just, it ends up being not fruitful for anybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't help me grow as a person. It doesn't help the other grow, person grow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that that was a tough a tough lesson to learn because you end up going through most of your life without friendships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I had a couple friends. I'm not saying I was completely isolate, but uh, um, I mean, there's so many people that would just be like, I don't want to be around him, mm-hmm. right? You know, some people are like, you know, when you, when you're blind to the the ego of yourself, yeah, you sometimes get involved in situations like like I believe Dan said before, where you have like you have you're surrounded by yes men. Yeah. <laughs> Who are kind of all there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You're in a bubble like echo yeah. chamber. Yeah. 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 And there's well. something about that that doesn't relate well to longevity. Mm. And unfortunately, I feel like building healthy relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what that person needs is to be chopped down a few blocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even think about that from the music side of things, since mm-hmm. obviously, you know, mixing right. mindset and whatnot. <laughs> but like, 
I, I've looked at situations with artists who are huge. So like, have you ever seen the video of, uh, who was it? Fergie yeah. singing the national anthem at like the NBA all-star game or something. Yeah. Like that? I was just like, it's very weird that you said that because I was scrolling through like TikTok or something and that was in the comments of something. That, oh yeah. <laughs> so I like recently yeah. rediscovered that. Well, it's anyway. like literally the worst national anthem <laughs> yeah, I think it's, of. Like it's in the top, you know, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah. Ob- objectively, it's, it's, it's pretty really bad. bad. It's yeah. pretty, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. She was trying know. to go for this, like, yeah. I don't know, like, like all the wrong moves 40s, throughout like, this performance. Uh, I, I don't know. It was some type of weird vibe yeah. she was going for right. and it just didn't fit. Yeah. But I'm like, Think about people who get to a point where they're surrounded again by people who are going to be like, oh, it sounds great. But like inside, they're like, this is garbage. Yeah, like, that's, you know? that's furry. Trust yeah. me, guys. It's good. And like, yeah. so like, obviously she's at like a higher, higher level, but like even in like the local scene or in yeah. like the, maybe in the middle somewhere, like if you're surrounded by people that are just going to say, yeah, your stuff's great. And they'll be like, uh, I don't know. I might've. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't promote growth. No, right. Exactly. Like at all. Yeah. 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 I talk about that all the time with people. I always mm. say like people need to be told, including me need to be told you're not good at this and not in a negative way, not to yeah. be like, Oh, you suck. In but way- to be like, you have room to improve. Yeah. And exactly. sure. You can mm. celebrate the things that you're good at too. But if you want to keep growing as a person, mm-hmm. here's where your weak points are. And this is where we think, you know, I think you should strive to grow. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with somebody telling you, right. hey, you're not great at this. The, the person yeah, who's you know? always willing to grow is is the person that, you know, long term is going to get the better results. We, because go if, ahead. I was going to say, because if, you, if you're stuck in this, like, I'm good at X and yeah. I'm going to stay there forever because I believe that I'm great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just going to uh, surpass yeah, you over right? time. Sarah yeah. and I just read a proverb today about that. It yeah. was just about like, the you know people who are not willing to take criticism are mm. are fools yeah you know people who don't take take someone saying like hey you maybe you've got some place to improve here yeah and that's okay mm. you know and and to take a good internal look self realization yeah. to say put your humility to, you know or or be more humble put your pride away and say yes i do have mm-hmm a weak point mm-hmm. here, or maybe I'm not the greatest at this. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you need to stay there. You and, can get better at it yeah. or, yeah, you know. I, I've experienced that with music too. Cause like, I am like a shotgun shell of ADHD. So like, <laughs> yeah. uh, even musically, cause like one day, like I just did a set like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, all like, folk kind of country stuff yeah, yeah, and like i had a blast with it but then i'll be like wanting to do like you know like metal music or you know all these yeah, things all. i even at one point and this is embarrassing to admit but <laughs> um at one point i was listening to this um it was a lil wayne instrumental yes. and i i came up with lyrics to it. i thought it, it was awesome like i really thought i was <laughs> yes. good like, we've, fully, we've all been there yeah. we fully thought it was good and then when i met my now wife but <laughs> when we first started talking not even dating yet yeah I was showing her, yeah, here's some music here and this and that. She, when she heard that, she literally was like, you need to take that off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was and like, that was the moment. She's your wife. I know. Cause I'm like, she is not just going to tell me what I want to hear exactly. as much as it hurts my feelings in the now. You yes. know what I'm saying? That's but, awesome. Yeah. So I have not pursued rap ever since I gave up that career immediately. So, <laughs> Didn't get the face tat. Yeah. Uh, uh, just imagine if she wasn't there. Oh no. Uh, I know I could be, I could be we having multicolored hair. Little Dan Gray right now. Face tattoos. Oh my gosh. Oh man. 
Okay, so I want to I want to go off of something that I know you have done. You have gone on missions trips, mm-hmm. and I want to relate that to humility, yeah, because that probably is a whole world of of culture shock, yeah, and whatnot. So, kind of tell tell us what you've where you've been, what you've done, what the experience was like, and how you would relate that to what it taught you in yeah. humility. Well, I've had so many different experiences because, like, I've been to Peru, I believe it was five times now, mm-hmm. and then Dominican Republic, I've been there three times. Yeah. Wow. Um, and one of the last trips that I was there, I believe it was the last trip, I was actually um, speaking at their festival. So I, right. I was on their billboard and everything. Oh, wow. They spelled my last name EY instead of AY. Uh, which, <laughs> it's okay. It's I still love slide. Them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they had but, the LAL right in the beginning. But it's though. weird because, like, I was like, <laughs> do, we were like at uh, different schools doing like school assemblies where we'd be speaking and skateboarding and doing little demos and yeah. stuff. And you'd hear one of these these trucks in the street drive by with the like radio, like the big speakers on it. Mm-hmm. And you'd hear my name, but be like, Dungre. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? This is like so weird. But so I've been there a bunch of times and it's just so humbling because you see these people who are living in like, like huts, yeah. like they're yeah. like just straight up dirt on the ground, like no flooring, anything like that. Right. And um, we always travel with a medical clinic when I go to Dominican Republic. Right. So. On that trip, the people saw me on the billboard. So they knew me as a pastor or evangelist. And yes, so, sure. so they'd have me, you know, come pray for somebody in the medical clinic and different things. And the one lady, she wasn't able to get into the medical clinic because there yeah. were so many people. Mm. And then they Jeez. showed me her, her leg and they pulled the wrap off. And it, it was oh, no. uh, one of the most, I, I felt so bad because I almost threw up. Like yeah. it was literally Ugh. like decaying flesh. Yeah. And so I went in and um, I was like, can we please get this lady in here? Like, this is pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And so the lead medical doctor for that, uh, the medical clinic, he actually brought her in, took a look at it. And uh, so they dealt with that and were able to to help her to a degree. Oh, wow. And I said, so what's going to happen? I talked to him later at dinner and he's like, she's going to lose that leg. Ugh. And then he's like, you know, the crazy part is it's like simple things like vitamins and uh, different antibiotics, things like that. Basic stuff we can access in the States right. that would have prevented her from losing yeah. her leg. Mm. And I was oh just gosh. like, oh, it's like a huge heartbroken. perspective shift. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, you know, when you go to those places, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's an eye opener to see that, like, you know, I'm there to share and encourage with like, especially the pastors and the, the ministers right. and different things and, and the people during the events. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Every time I go there, I learn more about myself and how blessed I am and the things I have. Right. Um, and that's what shifted my Come home to a house. A yeah. Huh? Come home to a yeah. house. Yeah. Seriously. Like, that alone. Yeah. yeah. Like that's Wait, something I think about, to be grateful for. Yeah. yeah. We, we think about that all the time. Um, my brother-in-law uh, is Malaysian. Mm-hmm. And they went and visited his family in Malaysia, and mm-hmm. he's like, "You should see the way that they have to live." Mm-hmm. I mean, the income that they bring in is so minimal that yeah. you know you're you're not you're not living in a home. Right. <laughs> Basically, you're yeah. living in shacks and small small little you know rooms or like one room, mm-hmm. basically huts that eight people need to live in. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, you look at that perspective, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like where I live. The, you know, the comfort that I have, like that should keep you, yeah. that should keep you humble. Well, and I think that like, no matter what you're in, if you're in, you know, ministry or if you're in music or if you're in recording, you know, whatever you're doing, like, yeah. I think a big part of keeping yourself humble is realizing that if you have a gift, like how are you going to use it to do what you love to do, but how are you also going to use it to help other people along the way? Right. And I think that's immediately going to keep you humble because if mm-hmm. it's like, you know, 
whether it's maybe like some kid in your community that you can give guitar lessons to or, you know, somebody who's starting off in recording and you're going to help have them shadow you so they can learn the ins and outs of the trade, you know? Mm I think that's that's such an important thing, mentoring to helping other people yeah. for sure. Understanding mm-hmm. that y- utilizing your gift to do nothing but to give to a community. I think yeah. that, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. How do you find the balance between that and also, I guess, survival? Yeah. Because at at some point there is a bottom line. Oh, for at sure. some point there sure. you do have to bring money into your family. You do yeah. have to, you know, so that's something that that is a difficult, a difficult balance. I think a difficult mm-hmm. balance to find of, you know, I, I try to give back as much as I possibly can. Um, and if it's not financially, because you know, whether Sarah and I are in that position or whatever, I try to use at least my time mm-hmm. or my skill set, you know, to, to help to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, that's, that's what I was just preaching on that this past Sunday. I was speaking on finance, but like, yeah, there's a parable basically about, like the talents you know that one the parable of talents. so like mm-hmm. it's basically talking about the kingdom of god and mm-hmm. how um an example of that the parable is how this master brings his servants in gives one of them uh five talents one of them two which is a basically a talent is like a year's worth of wages mm-hmm. so one's five one's two and one gets one talent and like you know the first two that like the five and the two they double it and then the last guy, he buries, buries it in the it. ground and he brings back only one. Mm, yeah. And so like that, the reality is it's not as much, you know, how much you're making in that scenario, but it's like what you're doing with it. Are you right. going to do something? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, to each, you know, each person has different responsibility levels and different things. Like for me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm bivocational as far as like ministry goes. So like I'm. I'm part-time in ministry and then I have a full-time job that actually really pays the bills. Right. So like I can't devote a certain amount of time. I have to know that my family, you know, my family and everything else that comes first Mm -hmm. and making sure that I take care of my responsibilities. But then I know that what time I do have, then I have to, you be responsible with your time, you know, like you can't, you have to know that you, if you're taking care of your family and all that, that's number one for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and especially with now like us having, new you know newer children, newer yeah. families new children oh, yeah. um, you know you look at Elliot who is only 10 weeks I give or so at this point um and it's like I, I just think of I'm like I I'm responsible for you I have yeah. to provide for you mm-hmm. I have to you know it's such a weird weird hit you know yeah. like all of a sudden because you literally go from zero to 100 well, what was it's like, just, and I'm curious, there's no baby and then, oh, there's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was it like for you guys when you found out that your wives were pregnant? Like, what was that, that feeling when you My, first found out? Ours was, was not like an accident. So we yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, kind of I mean, like expected. You, we were kind yeah. of in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so I had that reality check, overwhelming like, yeah. joy. But like, I think that for me, the reality check happened. When Isaac was present. Yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah. It was just like the yep. pregnancy was kind of like, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I got yeah, a little yeah, anxious yeah. here yeah. and there. But then, you know, baby's here and you, all of a sudden your responsibility goes from zero yeah, like, to oh, a thousand. Crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's that's different because like your yeah. wife's literally for nine months, like carrying this yeah. baby. So exactly. she's like, I know those things here. But like for you, it's kind of like, right. it's just yeah, it's weird. like sort of yeah. not real until, yeah. until yeah. it's right until in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. For me, because I was working, um, I, 
uh, an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, definitely not making enough to provide for, mm-hmm. for the baby that was coming. So like, as soon as I like that fully hit that we were, yeah. I was like, Oh my God. So like, I literally went and applied to like over a hundred jobs. Yeah. In yeah, one it puts week. a fire under you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it really does mm-hmm. motivate you for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely with the studio too. Cause yeah. like this, this is my full time. So if, if times are slow, all I'm thinking of is, I have a baby. Yeah. I've got to do everything I possibly can to make sure that, you know, that, that we're doing it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that we're making enough and yeah, that we're 100%. surviving. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I think of, in terms of my life predicament, I'm in that weird circumstance right now where we're like, we're finally getting that, like a little bit of balance mm-hmm. on like our day to day. So it, 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 my brain also become, it's finally like cycling back to understanding that there are basic needs that need to be, um, attained throughout mm. the day, but also that mentality of like, how, what can I do with that? The little bit of time that I do have yeah. to give back. It's like the, the ultimate juggling act yeah. of, of that right now in in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, I feel, I feel like the first, for me, the first three to five months with, with my son, Isaac was just chaotic. It was yeah. just like, I don't know what I'm doing, struggling every single yeah. day. Yeah. But then when you get that little bit of balance back in life, you're just like, okay, let's reset and, and get the goals back. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, but yeah. I, was gonna say, yeah. I don't know if I found that quite yet. Yeah. I don't know if I found the balance again. No, you won't. It's going <laughs> to take time. Yeah. I feel like you a, a schedule gets months. established and then you're just like, okay, how do I, how do I juggle? Like you start like sprinkling some of that yeah. back in and then you just yeah. juggle it. It's funny. We were just talking yeah. about this before you showed up, but, um, the other night, two nights ago, Elliot slept for eight hours oh. and it was like, mm-hmm. I felt worse. I would, yeah. it's funny, like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to get this much. Yeah, like I, it was. We put him down at 10:30, and we we went immediately to bed because obviously we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And we, I woke up at 6:30, and I tapped Sarah, and I was like, "Did I forget? Like, <laughs> did we sleep through it? Is he okay? Is he alive?" And uh, and yeah, he just slept for eight hours. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. My body was just not used to it. I guess mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to waking up every like he usually gives us a four hour stint and then like two and two and two hours mm-hmm. and uh my body got used to that and then when i got eight hours i almost felt worse and sarah did too she fell asleep with the coffee in her hand on our couch her head was just like down and she's just holding the coffee and uh she had her eyes closed and i tapped her and i was like hey you're gonna spill the coffee and she's like no i'm not sleeping and then she and then like five minutes later i'm like okay we're gonna take that yeah. from you Put you should have taken here. that picture I know, yeah. before for Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, I did that with Gabby all the time. That's been her like ongoing thing. Yep. It, just on, only on car rides though, specifically. She's like, I'm not going to fall asleep. Yeah. yeah, that takes, yeah. yeah mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, I mean, the, the baby will keep you, keep a humble. Oh, humble for sure. Too. Well, yeah. because that's the reality oh, yeah. is like, you're, you're not just thinking about yourself anymore. Yeah. And like, even though like with a wife, like, you are thinking about providing for her, but she's also involved in that equation. You know what I mean? It's like you're working together, but like you bring a child into this world and then it's like, Oh my gosh, that is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it changes your perspective Mm -hmm. on everything for sure. Even in terms of like ego, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't want my child to think that I have an ego. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, like, you don't want to raise a D bag. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, you know, cycling back to humility and everything, it's just like, the reality of it is you don't want to be that. So you don't become like, you make sure you're not that no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. You almost, there's eyes on you at all times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, well, phys- where my literal kids are physical at, eyes like, on you. <laughs> Gideon was a little bit slower. My older one, he was a little bit slower to his speech at first. Mm-hmm. So now like him and his little brother are like pretty much around the same spot. 
And the things they say sometimes, I'm like, you know, I am like, I got to really watch what I say because they repeat everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But but not yeah. just what you do but like, or what you say, but like how you act, what you do. Like, yeah. They're little mirrors, man. They, you start know, thinking right? about your every move. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that certainly keeps anger in check, too. Like if you're always thinking, hey, this this little creature is going to mimic my emotions, too. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I should be careful about the way, yeah. like, even if you don't say anything necessarily, mm-hmm. just the way you respond, if it's, yeah. you know, snippy or whatever towards right. somebody. Yeah. Like you, full, full humility. That is, that is my biggest struggle, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, yeah. That's a huge, I mean, I yeah. would say that's a huge struggle for most people in yeah, life. Exactly. To, Frustration to is the one thing that I, I have to battle with to keep oh in check on my, my day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about earlier before we even start recording, where like humility is like really self reflection and yeah. being able to, and like having a kid literally is like a little mirror. So, like when you literally yeah. see your reflection in this kid doing something, you're yeah. like, oh, wow. Right. That yeah. is, you can't get more humbling than that for sure. 100%. You know, and we're not, we're not there yet. Oh, yeah. But it's coming around the corner. Right? I know. Oh, I yeah. know. Everybody says it, that, that the time He's, rips and, and Isaac's whatnot, looking but, at me. He's observing. I know. I know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like mirroring, exactly. Quite yet. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. It's a humbling thought. But I mean, you try your best, mm-hmm. and that's why you know every day, every day is I, a grind. Yeah, essentially, yeah. like you know, biblically it says every day you take up your cross. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's funny when people say. Um, I know a couple, and this is sort of off topic, but some people say like, oh, like becoming a Christian is like not, it's not an easy thing. And biblically, it literally says you have to pick up your cross every day. Like how hard is it to truthfully like carry a weight of mm-hmm. that? Like that's a hard thing to do. And yeah. and I think we, we, you know, we should provide grace for each other, but we should also hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and just, you know, just do it as, as best as you possibly can, even though you know you'll fail. Mm-hmm. Be the you know? best version of yourself that you can possibly be, and just yeah. be mindful yeah. of that at all times. Yep. No yeah. Doubt. For others, for your children, for your family, for you know, yeah. Just, for, I think, just make a better life for everyone around you. Mm-hmm. You know, I never want to be that person that walks into the room and someone goes, "Oh, <laughs> right." You know, you want to be that I've person. Never met that, a person like that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Only a couple dozen. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to be the person that walks in the room exactly. and everyone's like. All right. Yeah. I love yeah, this, like guy. this guy's here. Yeah, the party energy's here. Here. <laughs> party. here. Seriously. But uh I think that's a good place to stop where we're hitting around that that yeah. mark. Yeah. But uh Weird. this was awesome. This, I think this super, was a good one. This one ripped. This yeah. was super productive and it's it's always nice it's to because the party's look here. Yeah. Because Dan the party's here. What's that what's that catchy lyric? Oh, the party don't start till we walk in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a stupid reference. We're not, can you delete that, please? I'm, I'm so sorry. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should be in rap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We're in a full circle. All right. <laughs> but anyways, uh Dan, you're pastor at Wyoming F Christian Church, mm-hmm. which is uh, on Wyoming F. <laughs> Very self-explanatory yeah. name. Yeah. Yep. That Marketing up. was really good on that. Uh, for, for anyone who lives in the in the general vicinity of of this, that's in uh, what is that Kingston? Kingston, yeah, yeah that's in Kingston, Pennsylvania. Yep. So you could show up and talk to Dan in person. Yeah, and really see how humble he really is. That's right. Yeah, push my button. See. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really give him a test. Dan, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. We appreciate, appreciate it. it always. Good. Thanks. Peace. We're out. Peace.